We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Rakumski, and I have with me Reverend Tim Shakel. And together we are Wrestling, wrestling with, with the basics. basics. In fact, maybe not quite, because we're actually <laughs> wrestling with something that is far from basic, but a thing that all Christians are uh, interested in, and that's the book of Revelation. Uh, but before we do that, Tim, again, we've kind of been honoring your grandfather, my father-in-law, with some of the the jokes that uh, Jerry has sent us in the past, and now I can't find them. <laughs> they were there a second ago, Tim. Where did it go? Here it is. There we go. Uh, Jerry had sent us a list of different church signs that he had read across. Uh, again, uh, they remind us that, that God is a God of laughter. He's a God of joy, even in the midst of, of pain and sorrow. So I'll give you the first one there from First Covenant Church, Tim. What do they have on their sign? Don't give up. Moses was once a basket case. <laughs> and we thank the good people at St. Mark's Anglican Church. And this is an appropriate one for our discussion. Adam and Eve, the first people to not read the apple terms and conditions. <laughs> <laughs> Let's throw one more in there, Tim. What happens in Vegas is forgiven here. <laughs> so I'm thinking it's Mount Vernon Baptist Church. I don't know. It must be pretty close to Las Vegas. And we'll finish one up. Oh, here's here's for the Lutherans because, you know, we, we are Lutherans. Uh, All Saints Lutheran Church, their sign says, Jesus is coming. Look busy. <laughs> okay. All right, Tim. On to Revelation, though. We, we kind of ended mid-stream uh, the last time. Mm -hmm. We were doing this picture of this great battle between the woman and the Satan, who was a, uh, what was he, a great dragon. Yep. So where, where do you want to pick it up from here? What what are the details we need to so let's just summarize it first, sure. and then we'll reread some of the text. John. Okay. So the woman and the dragon are presented here in chapter 12 of Revelation. The woman represents the church, the, the body of believers. Uh, then the dragon, we are told explicitly yeah. from chapter 12, is Satan himself. He's a red dragon. Uh, and well, yeah, I, I mean, it's he's the ancient servant. He's called the devil and Satan. He's the deceiver of the whole world. So, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Right. But I just want to show you the visual yeah, okay. because it tells us what it looks like. All right. The fact that he's red, you know, you know, gives the idea of blood on his hands. Mm, okay. okay? Um, and the thing here is, so all the evil characters are being presented in chapters 12, 13, and 14. Because right after okay. this, the two beasts of, uh, of the dragon uh, appear. Uh, the one from the sea, one from the land. Okay, so and, twelve, thirteen, and fourteen. Those are the, those are the pictures of the great what the enemies are. The enemies, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. there's the, there's the dragon. Uh, there's the beast, the great beast with uh, uh, seven heads and ten horns, uh, and then there is this uh, lamb-looking thing, but it's really you know the, the, the false prophet, uh -huh. and so you kind of have this unholy trinity. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. And they're all working together to to get at God. And to get at God's believers, okay. And in this chapter, we see the beginning of that. We see the 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 
you know, if this was a movie, the bad guy would come in, you know, <laughs> with his cape and, you know, grinding teeth and he would say something evil, right? So that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's what we're looking at yeah, here. Okay. Yeah. Twisted so, his mustache. So yeah. let's go back to the verses, okay. uh, verses 10, uh, all the way to 12. Okay. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now the salvation and the power of the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down. And, and if I remember correctly, accuser, isn't that, isn't that what Satan means? That's what Satan means. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's been thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they love not their lives even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath because he knows that his time is short. All right, so that gives us the picture that the devil's antsy, right? The dragon's antsy. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have much time. He, yeah, and he's furious, though, right? Okay. Yeah. Just imagine all the hatred you could possibly think of somebody to have and you know, multiply it by a thousand, and that's the devil, right? Yeah. He, he is so full of hatred, you know, giving out all those blasphemous names and, and saying really bad things against uh, God's people, uh, and he wants to kill him, right? Yes, he, yes. He, bring him down. Uh, to everlasting torment with him. That's the idea. And then also notice that we have another character mentioned here. That is the lamb who was in, yes. who was in the seven seals. Yeah. Who was only one worthy to open the seven seals. He was in also in chapter five. Uh, uh, and uh, he is the only one worthy because he laid down his life for the sheep. He went to the cross, died, and... He sheds his blood, and the blood was mentioned there uh, in chapter in verse eleven. And the blood is for uh, the people he died for, right? The, the saints, yeah, yeah. and they're wearing it. And when they're wearing it, uh, it somehow it magically turns into white robes, according to Revelation. All right, so yeah, <laughs> they're washed yeah. clean, and they're wearing these white robes. And that's that's uh, the good guy uh, who's the real king, the Lamb. And of course, Satan is pretending to be king, and he wants to be king. And, and what I think is really so important about that verse, and they have conquered him, which is a word, by the way, that's used over and over again in the book of Revelation, conquered. But they've conquered him, that is this accuser, by the blood of the Lamb. Uh, because it doesn't say that they conquered him because they were so much better, because they were good or anything within them at all. But like you said, it's because they've been covered over by this, this act of God's mercy and grace in his son Jesus, this blood. That, that brings them uh, forgiveness, the, the white robes. So, so again, that's that's what we need to remember. It's not like you and I are going to be able to prevail over this devil, uh, but because of Jesus Christ's forgiveness, shall we will. Um, and uh, go ahead, Tim. Well, I was ready to move on the, the last right. couple of verses. Okay, well, but... then I do want to throw one more thing sure. in there. Because I think what's interesting, and this is so important for us as Christians to understand, um, he's called the accuser. Uh, but but the best way you deal with the accuser is you confess. See, I think we think we have to say, oh, no, I'm not that bad. <laughs> no, no. The, the way you undo the devil is say, well, devil, you're absolutely right. I am a sinner. Everything you've said is perfectly true. The thing you haven't figured in, however, is the blood of the lamb, uh, which is, of course, the thing the devil can't understand is anybody that could have mercy. Because uh, with the devil, there's no mercy it's just like you said, all wrath and viciousness and anger. 
uh, and he just doesn't comprehend. No, we have a God who actually wants to forgive people who are accused. So accuse on all you want, devil. He ain't going to make any difference because I've got the blood of the lamb. So the next verses were verses 13 and... To 17. 17, okay. And when the dragon saw that he'd been thrown down to the earth, uh, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. But the woman was given the two wings of the great eagle so that she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness to the place where she is to be nourished for a time and time and a half a time. Tim, do you have any idea what the two wings of the great eagle is? Well, it's at least, uh, in this case, uh, their deliverance, right? Okay. Yeah. It could also allude uh, to Exodus, because um, after the, the Israelites are brought across the, the Red Sea, right? Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. They're talking, they, talk, they praise God saying that they were carried on eagle's wings. And then it's mentioned again in Isaiah uh, chapter 40. Um, and so, you know, it's an Old Testament uh, reference, uh, but and it's always depicted after God has delivered his people. So, so what, do you know what the reference is in Isaiah uh, offhand? Or? Isaiah 40 something, Isaiah 40, 31. Okay, you want me to look that up real quick? You can, sure. I'm just wondering, that, that's interesting, because I, I knew the reference. Well, actually, I didn't know that it was there as part of the uh, crossing of the Red Sea. Okay, yeah, there it is. Uh, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles and shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Okay, so that's that That's that famous passage. Right. That was turned into a nice hymn, right? Beautiful hymn. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now we were back to here. Um, so whatever, the, the, the wings of the, uh, of the eagle is just this, uh, an Old Testament symbol for deliverance. Deliverance, right. Okay, all yeah. right. Um, but, go ahead, Tim. Go ahead. No, you've, you've, uh, so I just, uh, we're at verse 15 then? Yep. Uh, the servant poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman to sweep her away with a flood. Uh, but the earth came to the help of the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river that the dragon had poured from his mouth. Uh, all right, Tim. Uh, now that's really odd. Any thoughts about that? Or When you finished verse 17, did, I'll, uh, did it make I'll tell sense? you. Yeah. Okay. Then the dragon became furious with the woman and went off to make war with the rest of her offspring on those who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. And he, that is the dragon, stood on the sand of the sea. Okay. All right. So you have this war between yep. good and yep. evil. That, and, that's pretty clear. Right. Yep. And Satan's doing everything he can to, to get the, the church, uh, you know, in this case, uh, sweep her away with the flood. Yeah. So that's a couple of, of references right there, right? So we know of the great flood in Genesis 6, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, everybody's sweeped away with that in a, in a way, perhaps um, Satan's trying to mimic God, right? Oh, okay. You know, he's okay. taking over creation and uh, trying to, to do that. Also, though, later in Revelation, we find out that um, the, there's waters he 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 resides over, okay. and those waters represent um, all the people who have fallen away from God and have become wicked, and now worship him and the beast. Okay, and so perhaps this is this is reference that he's trying to drown her into those waters so that you know he can claim them. Okay, so so in other words, if we were to apply this picture today, it's all the people who the devil is using, all the evil and wickedness. 
and, and even as in the previous pictures, the idea is just to kind of envelop the church and just wash it away. Uh, and I like the thought, too, that he's kind of trying to do what God did, but God did it successfully and he doesn't. Right. 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 And, you know, and another thing would be like, it would be the evil baptism, so to speak. Right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because there's parallels, isn't it? You take yeah. everything good because you talk about the unholy trinity. So you've got the good things that God gives and, and the devil always tries to And the, the trickery of Satan is that he always tries to take God's word and pervert it. Ah, right. Okay. So he's, yeah. he, he works with what God spoke and then he makes it evil. All right. Well, now you're back to Genesis again, aren't you? Did God say that you shall not eat? Of the tree, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, the dragon becoming furious at the woman, making yeah. again we make to make war. We have this the whole book. We have this war imagery. It's it's repeated over and over again, and specifically her offspring. There's another allusion to Genesis chapter three. Okay, oh, the seed, the seed. All right, and this is where how we know who the woman is. Okay, by the way, because the woman went off to make war. Uh, oh, oh wait. Then the dragon became furious with the woman, yeah. went off to make war on the rest of her offspring, on those who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. All right. That's how we know who the woman is. That particular verse is it's, that's explicitly telling us it's believers that that is the church. OK. Yeah. And, and it is interesting that the word offspring here is in the singular, even as it was back when the original promise that Eve would have her offspring. Uh, although, obviously, it's not just Jesus here. But it's us as well, those who, who who are united with Jesus, would you think, Tim? You know what I'm saying? It's interesting because it seems like it's talking about Jesus, yeah. right? So he's got furious with a woman, but he's really making war on her offspring. But it's also those who keep the commandments and hold to the testimony of Jesus. Which would be her offspring. So that, yeah, that is yeah. in contrast to the to the wicked, which would be like Satan's offspring, so to speak. Okay. Okay. All right. And, and that would be the illusion. Uh, back to Genesis three, you know, uh, you know the war between the two. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. What about the standing on the sand of the sea? So that is just setting us up for chapters thirteen okay. and fourteen, which right. we're actually going to skip. I'm going to summarize them, and we're going to go to chapter sixteen because uh, those characters appear in chapter sixteen. And the reason why we're going to sixteen is it makes it clear who they are. Okay. Okay. Because when you, when people read thirteen and fourteen, they're like, oh, that's too confusing. I don't know what that means. So if you go to chapter <laughs> 16, I'll just summarize what, what happens. I'm holding there. up my hand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know what you mean. What in the world? Are the so beasts? first, there's the, burst, the the beast of the land. All right. Okay. Um, and uh, then there's the beast of the sea. All right. And okay. the, the beast of the land, uh, he looks like a, a leopard with lion's teeth uh, and like uh, uh, claws like a bear. Okay. And there's seven heads. Uh, ten horns, uh, and uh, that, um, and together they represent the Antichrist and his propaganda. Right, okay. uh, in in some ways, uh, the people he he uses, like maybe some fallen kings or the wicked people that he works through. Okay, All right. uh, so everything that is evil, Satan is using these two beasts uh, to work through them. The second beast is the land, the beast of the sea. Right? It comes up out of the sea. It looks like a lamb, right? So this is the fictitious lamb, that the one that's not worthy to open the scrolls, the one that did not die for the righteous souls. He's pretending, right? right. He, he is a sheep, uh, or he's a wolf in, in sheep's clothing, right? And uh, that's alluded to in, in, in chapter 
uh, 14, if you, if you go and read those chapters, chapters 13 and 14, I mean, chapters 12, 13 and 14. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we, uh, we, we covered it a few, you know, several weeks ago, yeah. uh, about, uh, uh, there's this little interlude about the righteous ones, the souls, uh, and, um, and, uh, they're praising God. That's 144,000. 144,000. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, but then we come swiftly uh, uh, back to the, the evil char characters uh, here in chapter 16. But just a note, what happens before 16 is that the, the righteous ones, they're singing a song of Moses, all right? Okay. Which is like a song of deliverance. Um, and they're, they're, they're celebrating the lamb, okay? Let's keep that in the background because so the righteous ones, they're, they're, they're with God, praising God, and here we see evil about to take war on God. And, and, and you know, I, I think it's interesting that it appears to me from the way you're describing it, Revelation wants to keep us out of two ditches. Uh, one is a ditch that says, oh, well, we're Christians, everything's going to be fine. And there are people that preach that. You know, they say, oh, well, if you have enough faith, you'll have a lot of money and you'll have a happy life and you won't have any problems or trials. And, of course, if you, if you have problems or trials, well, then there must be something wrong with your faith. Uh, so Revelation keeps saying, no, 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 we're, we're in a world, we're in a wilderness. There's all these enemies you're talking about. They're all around us. This is a very real thing. Uh, and, and yet, on the other hand, the other ditch is that we would despair and say, well, everything is hopeless. And by God, sometimes we feel that way. But you have these constant images of, no, 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 there's the 144,000. They're still praising God, even in the midst of all these beasts and dragons and stuff. They're still praising God because God is still providing for them. Um, but now we've got another, we're going back to the images of the, the, the wrath, aren't we? And the punishment and the evil. That's right. Uh, with chapter 16. So 16 verses one to seven, John. Okay. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple telling the seven angels, go and pour out on the earth the seven bowls of the wrath of God. Uh, so the first angel went and poured out his bowl on the earth and harmful and painful sores came upon the people who bore the mark of the beast and worshiped its image. The second angel poured out his bowl into the sea and it became like the blood of a corpse and every living thing died that was in the sea. And a third angel poured out his bowl into the rivers and springs of water and they became blood. And I heard an angel in charge of the water say, just as you are a holy one who is and who was, for you brought these judgments and they have shed the blood of saints and prophets and you have given them blood to drink. It is what they deserve. And I heard the altar saying, uh, yes, Lord God, the Almighty, true and just are your judgments. Did you say you wanted to stop at that yeah, point? Yeah, that, okay. that spot right there. Right, all right. Right. So this is also the third set of seven. You know, there were seven seals, the, the seven trumpets. This is the seven bulls of wrath. Okay. All right. So this is also the final um, vision scene of those. Um, and... Uh, so keep that in mind. And you have these angels um, who are pouring out the bowls. Mm -hmm. um, but specifically, we see a lot that happens with the wicked. All right. So first, uh, we see painful sores. Okay. Uh, and they're harming not the righteous people. They're back there um, with Jesus singing a song okay. of Moses. Okay. These are the wicked people. Okay. And they, so it's also reminiscent of, um, you know, the 10 plagues uh, in Egypt, uh, but they have sores and then the sea becomes blood and then the rivers uh, and the drinking water become blood. And that, 
is symbolic of of all that the the wicked that the the beasts and the devil and all those with them have done. Okay. Okay. They, they've shed the innocent blood uh, of the righteous people, so to speak. Okay. And, and they're intoxicated with it. It goes back to when we were talking about in uh, revelation 14, remember the cups. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This, this is uh, alluding to that. Um, and uh, we even get it in verse six about, you know, giving them blood to drink. Okay. Yeah, they have shed the blood of saints and prophets. So it's right. obviously those who have been persecuting right. the Christians. Yeah. And we notice we have the altar there again. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so is this the same altar we had earlier where the saints were crying out from underneath it, do you think, Tim? Correct. It's the same okay. altar. Uh, and again, we get a righteous saying there. Yes, Lord, the God, the Almighty, true and just are your judgments. Just uh, setting up the judgment of the wicked. And if we go from there to the next verses. <laughs> I'm not going to let oh, you do sure. that. <laughs> because, uh, so, so you've got this pattern of seven, right? Yeah. You said there were seven seals. Uh, what was it? Seven trumpets. Seven trumpets. Now we got seven, seven bowls of wrath. Um, and, and so I think it's important for our listeners to remember uh, that's our understanding of, of Revelation. It's not a linear book, but it is kind of a circular book. It tells the same story over and over again. It keeps repeating, getting a little more detail, as you pointed out in previous episodes. But my thought is, Tim, mm -hmm. so. Is it fair to say that the, the four horsemen we had earlier, sure. that those were talking about the kind of struggles and trials that fall upon everybody? Yeah. But now I'm, I'm hearing, but am I ever hearing you wrong, that these particular things that are going here are only falling upon those who are wicked? Yes. And right? actually, so it's only happening to the wicked, just like okay. in with the seven seals. Remember, yeah. uh, the fifth seal, the righteous souls were there. The yeah. sixth seal... It was the wicked people, and they were hiding from God because they didn't want to oh, be judged. That's right. Yeah. And, and it happens also in the seven trumpets, which we didn't cover today. But um, that's uh, God releases uh, the fifth and sixth trumpets, and wicked demons come out and torture torture the wicked. And what happens is they don't repent. Okay. okay. And that's that same thing happens here. They're given a chance to repent. But they refuse they to repent, just like Pharaoh hardens his heart, they oh, harden their heart. Yeah, and I did appreciate that, too, the fact that the parallels between this and what God was doing with the Egyptians, because it's the same thing. God wants his people to be set free to go and worship him. Uh, okay, Tim, we got two minutes left. Can we read more verses? or Just read the next two verses. All right. Uh, the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and it was allowed to scorch people with fire. They were scorched by the fierce heat, and they cursed the name of God, who had power over these plagues. They did not repent and give him glory. Well, there it is, what you said. No repentance. Correct. And plagues again, even and as plagues. the Old Testament. Yeah. 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 And that's the point. Uh, we'll end it here. But, okay. But uh, that they get all this torture and they don't repent. It repeats it three times in this chapter, John. Okay. And every time that something bad happens, instead of repenting, what do they do? They blame God and they hate God. So they're right, they're, they, they fall in for uh, the devil. They fall in for the, the, the beasts and the harlot. And they are now warring against God instead of repenting and uh, being saved by the Lamb. Well, I, I could read the verse uh, 11 there. It says, just what you said, they cursed the God of heavens for their pain and sword. And again, they did not repent of their deeds. Is there another one real quick in that same framework, Tim? 
Um, I think it's the last couple of verses, but I, well, we'll, we'll have to be we'll next time, we'll John. Pick that up the next time, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the problem. We're we're to have a half hour here to uh, share with you, and that's the end of it. So uh, you got thirty seconds, Tim. Anything to summarize what we talked about, particularly today, with these bowls of uh, wrath. Evil does all it can to thwart God, but God is victorious uh, through the Lamb, through the blood, uh, and He saves our souls through His sacrifice. And that's the important thing we always want to emphasize here on uh, Wrestling with the Basics, that, that the deliverance is never dependent upon us, but upon the blood of the Lamb. This has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics.